You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Fundamentally, you can't hate up close. And if you can get people to understand, not to, not to explain or defend, but understand what's going down in scenarios where they don't really get it, then all of a sudden, it helps to make sense of the world. And that's actually what we're trying to do. The pledge I make to myself is when I'm just going to work because I got to go to work, I should change. Hey guys, thanks for listening. This is U-Turns, the podcast about change. Today we're going to talk about physical change because it's so big and so important. And it's part of the shift that happens when shift happens. I'm Lisa Oz. And I'm Jill Herzig. And we are here today with a very special guest. Yeah, yeah. We're here with Dr. Mehmet Oz. I think you know him? <laughs> Intimately. <laughs> you just curse. You said when, when sh- shift happens? Yeah, there's no cursing there. It's close. Shift. Shift. Well, I'm very happy to be here today. I've actually came mainly to grade you guys. I'll be jotting down letter grades here for your performance. Would you like today. a pen? Can I? I have a pen right here. Okay. Don't scare marker. us. You know, you don't freak us out. It's smiley faces and everything. <laughs> All right. I I don't know if I'm. Why do I bother with an introduction? Huh? Don't bother. Cardiothoracic surgeon. Just won your what? What number is it? Emmy for the Doctor Oz show? It's the ninth Emmy. Ninth, but Emmy. more importantly, the best husband in the world. Oh, you can yes. you can put that in your own words, please, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Continue the introduction, Lisa. I think you do know him. Yeah, best husband in the world, right? What I, else? I actually called my mother a lot. I guess some verbiage from her, but she was at a I don't know how to say this a loss of words. <laughs> she had very little to offer. What did supportive. your children say when you called them and asked them? They said what I was asking would be funny if a funny person asked it. 
I know. I know this is this is the thing you two struggle with. You want to be known as funny, and Lisa wants the world to know that you were just not Other funny. people laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I don't think they're patronizing me all the time. I know sometimes they are, but— You know, Jill is actually impartial here. Why do men laugh at my jokes? Yeah, I laugh at your deal? jokes, though, but I am such an easy mark. I will laugh at anything. Anything. I actually laugh at half of his jokes. In fact, I'm embarrassed when we're in the booth doing the other podcast, and I laugh, and I think— Oh, that I said, my laugh sounds bad on on tape. We should, I need to be quiet, so I'm trying not You're to also, laugh at you. It's on tape, so there's proof that you find him funny. I do, I do sometimes, just not when he's trying to be. He's way funnier when he's not trying to be funny. So, what topic are you going to pester me on? We want to talk about U-turns and health. Hmm. And you know, when I was working on as the editor in chief of your magazine with Lisa, who's the editor at large. We actually had a whole column that focused on U-turns, physical changes, but we we also charted people's emotional changes. So I guess, I mean, my first question for you is, you know, it, it can be a chicken or an egg thing. Sometimes it seems to me a physical change that you make, a change that you make that's focused on your body, results in some kind of bigger life change, an emotional change, a big shift. Um, but sometimes it's the other way around. I mean, you've seen this how many thousands of times? I was expecting yes or no questions. Yes, I'm so sorry. More complicated than that. <laughs> yeah. The thing about physical uh, transformations is that you, you can see them and everyone else can see them around you. So usually. So those types of changes are great because people can keep you accountable. And again, the challenge here is to, uh, to augment uh, your opportunities by you know, getting smart, but also to keep people around you who can I'm going to give you a hard time if you're not doing it. Keep, mm-hmm. And being held accountable is a hugely valuable human asset. And you think that really works, having people saying, come on, you didn't exercise today. Well, it depends it's, what kind of person you are. Right? I've always it's, heard it's, it's got to come from within. So I'm one of those, it, 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 there's two types of people. People, You know, you know that uh, there, there's actually two kinds of people. It's people who think they're two kinds of people and people and don't people. think they're two, <laughs> two kinds of people. I, my kids will attest and Lisa will agree that I'm definitely a two kinds of people person. So... There's people who truly want you to do well and will do whatever they can to help you, even if you don't think they're helping you. But the energetic impact is still a positive one. So, yes, your mother may pester you, which you just ignore, but in the back of your mind, you don't really. Yeah, a good friend may know exactly how to nudge you in the right direction or to remove a trigger from you. And that all happens. It's much more subtle and, and hugely impactful. Mm-hmm. And then there are the people who actually either don't care that much uh, or um, paradoxically or perversely feel undermined when you thrive. That's mm-hmm. why when people hang with people who are healthy, they get healthier. And when you hang with people who are not healthy, you gain weight. Best example, young married couples. The woman is almost always healthier than the man. And the woman will pick up the man's habits and get a little unhealthier. The man will pick up tips from the woman and get healthier. So they mm-hmm. both sort of merge in the middle, which is why couples, as they get older, have similar health patterns. But right, they didn't but the start first, that way. I, I, totally true. I've seen this many times. The first couple of years of marriage is kind of like the freshman f- 15 for women. Well, and guys, too. They, even their wives get pregnant, they get the dad bod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not me, of course. I find <laughs> that very adorable. Uh, well, it, it, it is true. No, it you probably tortured Lisa I by did. becoming fitter than ever. No, no, I, no. no. No, he's never been that kind uh, of husband. In fact, I knew she no. was. Mm-mm. I, I Mm-mm. You know, I could tell she was pregnant when we were playing tennis. Because Lisa was captain of her team in college, and she would always smack me around. And I always thought of myself as competent, but I wasn't playing with her. And when she started hitting baseline shots, there were winners. It was because she was settling in because she got heavier women put on weight down below, and they have to carry that <laughs> child down below. So it sort of settled her into her shots. So that's why I knew she was pregnant. It was better than a pregnancy test, which are so out of date. 
Anyway, so, Better than, so, than that. So some people are helpful and some people are right. not. Now, helpful. external transformations, which are you know you lost weight, you got rid of your pimples, your hair looks better, whatever. That's all great because people can look at that and see that. Then there are the internal transformations, the really challenging ones. You got rid of your pre-diabetes, cope with your blood pressure better, uh, address the way you feel, the fact that you have no energy. Those other people around you can't see as as evidently. They can sense it, but you know. And one of the biggest challenges is people think they want to see the physical change instead of they're not willing to acknowledge that the inner change is actually more important and happens the day you start changing. Mm-hmm. So it's actually good news. You don't have to do three months of, you know, paleo diet to lose the weight. The day you start your program, your body knows you're on it and you will feel differently if you just give it time. But usually there's that little bit of detox that has to happen, the, the rebooting of the system, which takes a day or two or three, and that's really painful. And that withdrawal, which is almost like a drug addict would feel coming off the high, is, is a difficulty. And that, what you can tell, by the way, with food specifically, is if you feel really good after you eat a meal, that was real hunger. Mm-hmm. If you feel just, you know, back to baseline, almost a, a calmness after you've eaten, it's actually Just relief rather relief. than satisfaction. Then, you're, yeah. then you're, you were actually dealing with an addiction and much of the hunger, we think of hunger, belly cramps, et cetera, is actually withdrawal from whatever food you're on. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you were talking about inner. I was thinking you were talking about motivational because there, there are layers. There's the external visual. There's the biochemical that you're talking about. I'm, and only, then the, I'm, a two, two, I'm only two. two. <laughs> there was external and internal. I'm not going to get the extra internal. That's three. And that's, well, that's, not, that's not very male of me. get overwhelmed. Guys are just two, you know, yes, no, blue, black, et cetera. All right. For those of you out there, for the people who know that there is another dimension besides just the biochemical and the visually obvious, there's also the psychological. And you've done this a lot on your show where there's something has to change at a psychological, emotional level for people to make a physical change. You have to realize you're worth it. That is the single biggest unifying idea I've wandered on on the show. And, and how, I, how does that happen for people? I mean, you know, we hear that. It's like a dime a dozen. Sorry, yeah, well, but if you put a little texture, it. Yeah, I, I put a little texture on I remember my 100th show. This is a long, long time ago. We're just, you know, finishing our ninth season. So that's, I don't know, 1,500-plus shows. But my 100th show, I was still a neophyte, and I was just trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. I still am, but I have, at least I can sort of see the picture now. And we had Richard Simmons on. And he came on with 100 people who, like him, had all lost 100 pounds. Mm. That was the gimmick, right? 100th show, yeah. 100 people, 100 pounds lost. You can do the math. You don't need to, though, because it's irrelevant. And, uh, and I thought I was going to 100 different reasons how they all lost their weight. And they all had wandered into this same concept of self-worth, self-esteem. But they all did it in different ways. So when you ask how do they actually do it, that's the challenge. You can do it because you understand... Uh, the, the agility that you need to balance the stresses in your life. You can have it because you had an epiphany. You can have it because someone you love dearly finally got across to you. You can have spiritual enlightenment. You could travel off to a remote part of the country or do it in your bathroom. There's many ways of getting there. Ultimately, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And you'll be reminded of it in several ways, but I'm always uh, nudged into it when I see young children. I don't know a single parent who doesn't want to show a new parent, who doesn't want to show a picture of their child and say, oh, isn't she beautiful? It was, mm-hmm. Oh, they're so beautiful. The reality is, all children are beautiful. I, I, I don't think I'm naive. I say every child, even children yeah. who have uh, uh, defects who, that require surgery, uh, you, look at, you look in their eyes or the, you, you hear their voice, they're beautiful. 
And somehow we forget that. We, we start going through life and, you know, somewhere in your, you know, your early teens, someone tells you you're not beautiful or not worth it. And that's really the big, the big question to ask is who's the person who told you? Or you tell you? yourself. Or you tell yourself. You look uh, at social media. Something. Utterly to you produced that, images that aren't real at you, all. You begin the spiral yourself. and this deep ruminating part of our brain, the default mode, starts to kick in. Which has huge survival benefit to the species, but doesn't make doesn't have a happiness element to it. Nope. <laughs> like Lisa and I were stunned at an article we both looked at recently, looking at LSD and magic mushrooms, which is psilocybin. Yeah. And the fact I didn't know this at all, but uh, it, it turns out that profound changes occurred to real thought leaders. The man who who uh, was the founder of AA, who was an alcoholic. And his wife was Swedenborgian, which is Lisa's religion, mm. uh, which is really a beautiful way of looking at life. But, you know, she, she was influential. But he credits using LSD for getting off his alcohol. Mm. And he was not, the guy's not a, you know, he's not an addict. He tried it once, had an epiphany because LSD shuts down on functional MRI scans, the default part of the brain. And it allowed him just to be released to experience consciousness as it truly happens. Not that we're mm. recommending people go out and do hallucinogens yeah, to to change their behavior. Well, can, wait, we're going to break now, so you can do that if you want. Yeah. No, just you a can't. Short little, no, do uh, not. Little drop. They're still illegal. <laughs> I'm advocating research. We're going to go to break. And I've never done LSD. We, we, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. We'll be back in a second. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before the break, we were talking about LSD. But I'm going to switch. Yes, let's do that. I, I mean, switch. I understand I what he's talking about. From, from potentially dangerous, dangerous and illegal but, but practices. Just to finish the discussion, because I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not advocating for LSD. I, I'm just pointing out the fact that there are fundamental parts of the brain that force us you to You need ruminate. that interruption. You need that and, yeah, psychic and, interruption and to see. Con- conceptually, you would do that through a faith that you have, uh, just asking big questions, uh, find stillness in your life. Some people have found it through drugs that do it for you, <clears throat> which should be studied because the cure rate, according to this uh, there's one piece anyway, but there's research behind this on alcoholism and cigarette smoking is very, very high, much higher than drugs that we that we conventionally use. And you might think about why is that so? Because it doesn't really work the way most drugs work. Most drugs, you have problem A, it solves problem A, and you're done. This goes to the root issue, which is maybe the root issue of why we're unhappy. Because our brains are forced to perseverate on small, picky little things that allow our species to survive. So I'm not mad about it, not upset about it. Just acknowledge that it's true. But when the next time you get up at 4 in the morning worried about something, ruminating over some little subtle thing that someone said that probably doesn't matter where the hill of beans, you should be reminded about the fact that it's, thank goodness you have that default system, right. but don't let it own your life. Right. You have, to, you have to know when to snip it. Yeah. So you have... Snip it. That's a weird way of... <laughs> that's used for like well, short decisions what? and stuff. Snip yeah. it. Okay. What do you mean I, by snip it? In my mind, it's like a wire that you snip and you cut. But you're an editor. You cut the, you're talking you cut to the a, power. Words are so to, powerful for you and yeah. you're talking but to a you're surgeon. But you're a surgeon and you, so you think snip and there's something bloody in it. And I'm not. I'm just thinking snip that wire and those the electrician, thoughts. electrician, I get your editor. Stop. Let her get her question out. <laughs> Here's my question. See, Here's you, my question you feel for my you. pain, don't I, you? You know, I've felt it for a while. <laughs> you kidding me? The two of you tag-team me for years, beat the heck out of me. This is my, my one chance of redemption. Yeah, this is kind of delicious for us, actually. <laughs> um, so you've had a super unusual career. You were a surgeon doing tons and tons of surgeries. You wound up on the Oprah show. Then you wound up with your own show. These were U-turns along the way. Were they uncomfortable? Were some of them a little painful and uncomfortable? At first, were you scared? People yeah. talk about fear a lot on this podcast. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was fear. Pa- part of it, giving credit to your co-host, was that at least I had a much bigger vision for me than I had for me. So there is some power in bliss. <laughs> but you don't actually know what's happening. There was a beautiful study that Lisa's dad actually conducted. There were seven surgeons at their hospital, and they wired them all up to see how the heartbeats would change. 
with the stress of surgery. Because heart surgery, he's a heart surgeon too. You know, yeah. things don't always go well. Blood starts spurting, you know, people jumping up and down. And so they wired all seven of these people up. And the expectation was that the people who are the calmest uh, would be the best surgeons. They did the study, and sure enough, that's absolutely the case. With one exception. One guy was just way off the chart calm. I mean, unflappable. And he was actually the worst surgeon because he had no idea he was about to kill the patient. I mean, zero <laughs> concept. So not knowing what's going down is in, in, and innocently wandering into stuff yeah. is sometimes also part of the process, which means that you're sheltered from some of the anxiety. But there's, with that innocent bliss is actually some opportunity. That's why young people make mistakes because they don't know they're making mistakes, but they learn from that and that's okay. That's why some brilliant Mm -hmm. ideas come up because you had no idea you were about to do something crazy, but it turns out it was okay. It worked well. So in my life, I was moving from one painful experience into a space of fear. And like most people, I'm motivated by pain. And the, the big pain I was facing was that I treasured medicine. I love it. I still do. I still practice. But I realized that a lot of people I was operating on could have avoided the need for me to take a bandsaw to their chest mm. if I could just have communicated some deep insights to them earlier. And it was Lisa who was the last voice I would hear as I fell asleep, I would hear my whining <laughs> and start saying, well, listen, if you're not, if they're not getting the message, don't blame them because you're, you're not giving it to them. You mm. was like American medicine is not giving it to them. And we assumed as doctors that you sort of knew that diet mattered to your heart disease rate. And yes, at a high level, of course, everyone gets that. But what are you going to actually do about it? If you're a doctor, to make sure your patient knows that. And so we began talking about ideas. We made a show on Discovery called Second Opinion that uh, I was very proud of. And I needed a guest to get it launched. Someone who was really a big name. So I called the biggest name of them all. I called Oprah. Uh, And thanks to Gail King, who I'll always credit with this, who was an angel and willing to just step out and say, this guy Oz has got something to say, even though he's not experienced. She was a friend? I had met her um, just because we we both lived in New York City. I'd see her at events. Uh, and we were polite with each other, but I, she didn't owe me anything. Mm-hmm. There was no reason Gail King should have picked up the phone and said, hey, Oprah, next time in New York, we're going to get you in hair and makeup, which is not— Had you ever talked to her about health, though? No. I'm like, which one, Gail? Yeah, Gail. I, yes, I talked to Gail only to get help for friends. Okay. That, you know, people who but had— But she, she knew you a little bit as a communicator about I, health. I was probably the busiest heart surgeon in New York. And I would get interviewed a lot about topics. And I had started an integrative medicine center. Again, my mm-hmm. eyes were open to that pulp world by Lisa and her family, who were, even though her father's a very well-known heart surgeon, he's the answer of a trivial pursuit question. <laughs> How many people listening right now have played trivial pursuit and had the person they're playing against be the answer to the question? Which is just patently unfair. <laughs> and, um, he, you knew you were in trouble well, he was the, There was a question. This this. Famous heart surgeon was the first to play rock music in the OR. Rolling Stone magazine called him Rock Doc. And that was my father-in-law, Gerald Lamont. So I, uh, you know. I, I would have gotten that one. Right. Yeah, I just yeah. want to say. <laughs> but then, you know, you go to their house and, you know, there are herbs growing in the gardens. And they just, the first thing they do is not run off and get medicines. They have other, I mean, they use medicines, but they have other tactics like food, which back then was not that unique. Yeah. And anyway, so I began making the show. Oprah came on. Thank goodness. We had a good time. Uh, I was called back on her show. We did her show dozens and dozens of times. I don't know, 60, 70 times at least. I learned a lot from her. Lisa would, would conspire with Oprah to make strategies for how to make my, what I had to offer more palatable to the American public. So, you, to, so it was a learning curve for you? For sure. But like a I, hockey stick or gradual or... How would you describe uh, it's like it? a bungee cord jump. <laughs> when, you go, when you go on the Oprah show, just to give you an example of how naive I was, 
I didn't want to mess up my nice clothes. So I would wear those nice clothes to Chicago. I practice, I, I was at my Columbia University here right. in New York. So I'd go to Chicago, I'd wear my nice clothes because I'm going to be on a plane. I want to look good to people around me. Yeah. And then I'd go on the stage and I'd have organs, which I would carry in an igloo cooler. Mm. Uh, which is the easiest way to carry organs, by the way. So when people were walking with eagle clues, it could be beers, call cuts, or, or organs. And I was always worried that someone was going to think I was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah, because they the, go through the x-ray yeah, and be, heart. Femur, yeah. you know, yeah. the jawbone. And I, I can't imagine being the person working the x-ray that day I, I, when I actually had a Oprah pancreas ru- slides through. Oprah, a pancreas doesn't show up, but the, oh. but the spine does. So, so dismantled body parts. And I had Oprah write me a little note saying, hey, this guy Oz is legit. He's, you know, don't arrest him. So I get there. But I get on the stage. This is the point of the story. And I, I, want, I get out of my clothes and put on my $14 cotton scrubs because that way they won't get, you know, if they get organ juice on them, it doesn't matter. Right. Naively not recognizing they're going to be 15, 20 million people watching you that day on the show. And it's that level of of uh, insight that I brought to the program. It became a thing, honey. <laughs> yeah, well, I know, it, accidentally, but uh, I didn't know anything. Because they said, just come ahead. Well, we're, and then Our, we're, Actually, we... Yeah. Are, okay. This is the apocrypha. We actually had you in organs when we were doing that on Second Opinion Amendment. You were just replicating the segment. I had... I, I used organs for the show Lisa Executive produced that yeah. Oprah came on. That's how yeah. the, that, the idea That's how the itself. organ thing started. No, but that's yeah. how, He wore scrubs then, too. Uh, we yeah. wore scrubs the whole time because I, that was we were just ex- underlining that this guy's telling you about some integrative ways of getting better, like what foods to eat. But he is wearing scrubs, so he must be a doctor. That was just like you do- also kept from ruining your best suit. Also, I feel like I want to. Yeah. But you ask how fast I learn scrubs for cooking or something. Exactly, but that you learn because someone throws you in the pond and a couple of people give you a little boost up, so you don't drown immediately. But yeah. you do have to swim eventually. Yeah, and, uh, and you, you approach. I was just going to say you approach new tasks the way that Jill does. You guys aren't that dissimilar. You're, you're hoop jumpers. And I've, I've told Jill this many times. Like, well, she went to Yale, which is the second best school in the Ivies. <laughs> I'm not even going to take that bait, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but but when, you, when you're faced with a new opportunity or challenge, you just put your head down and you just bulldoze through it. Mem is the same way. I watched how hard— But sometimes to my detriment. I mean, I have to say, there are times when— the effort kills the spark. Well, that's know? what I'm wondering with Mehmet. When I first met him, he was in medical school, and literally we would have dates where I would sit and watch him practice tying knots for 45 minutes before we would, like, have anything to eat or <laughs> talk or— I'm a great knot thrower. He is really good at knots now. Not so I good all, at dates, I must say. I do all the sewing at home. There, There's no sewing at home. <laughs> um, but my question for you is, when you— has there been a time where, like Jill's experiencing now, where life has kind of thrown a curveball? Yeah. It's not just a progression like going from Red Book to Our Magazine. No, no, Where you no. just work harder and adjust. No, there was one day off between those. Yeah. This is, <laughs> I, I'm on, oh. you know, 10 months So without, in, in your yeah. life, is there a time where you've actually made a psychological U-turn, not just a, this is a new task, I will do the same thing I've always done and work harder. Is there a time where you've had to, like, re, re, rethink your toolbox? Yes, and, but just if I can brag on Jill for one second, Jill is arguably the premier editor in the country. So the fact that you're doing this podcast oh, and you're not shucks. doing it um, <laughs> because you've got a couple extra free seconds is important. And when you, well, when, I'm really, when, you know, I'm I'm in this soup with everybody else, and I'm just finding it. One of the things I learned working for you was whatever whatever it is, get intensely curious about it. And I'm so as sort of painful and weird as this period in my life is, I am very curious about it and 
I'm talking me, to people. When, we're talking to people. When we recruited you to come over to The Good Life magazine, uh, it was a huge coup for us. And the fact you took off 24 hours was uh, re- representative, emblematic of how much in demand you are, which is why your experience through this process, I think, is invaluable. And Lisa, you know, like, like everybody else on the planet, uh, has ups and downs, and I have mine. So I'll, I'll share my thoughts. But I, I remember when I was uh, very young, I was playing sports, and I just couldn't deal with failure. I just, I'd lose my temper. I'd throw it up and down. It's unfair. I should never, ever lose at anything. And, you know, the old adage was, you know, show me a good loser and I'll just show you a loser. <laughs> like that was, I just couldn't I've deal heard with, that before right? in our house. I just couldn't deal with them. Well, I mean, I do use it still. <laughs> and uh, and I, 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 do, I think the fire in my belly uh, was more uh, painful. I sensed the more pain than the average person would. I just, uh, I still feel that right now. But I also recognize that it, the failure itself really wasn't the issue. Is was it going to, the real failure would be if I didn't ask the right questions, if I didn't do what I needed to do. And it made me a little bit bolder. I'm still, like most people, a coward when it comes down to the big things you really care about. You don't want to risk stuff that's you work so hard to build up relationships, uh, positions and jobs and things that you've earned. But I also, every once in a while, will sit back. And I do try to do this every seven years. We talk about that sort of magic number, huh. uh, uh, which I'll come back to in a second. But I, I think you have to challenge whether you're asking the right questions. Because I, I'm very much a rat. I was born the year of the rat in the Chinese horoscope. I will race through whatever maze you put in front of me darn fast. And I'll probably beat you to the end of it. But the question you should be asking is, why are you running in a maze? What's the point? And when you're going in the wrong direction, going backwards is actually progress. And I won't realize that. And I have to literally put my head up, look, look outside the maze for a second, and reevaluate what I'm doing. So in middle school, I, 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 I didn't like being – I was playing football. And I didn't want to be at the bottom of the pile. You ever wonder what happens to the bottom of a football pile? People push on you. They shove on you. They needle your back. You, well, you can't, maybe you can't breathe. And I actually didn't know because I'd never been in the bottom of a pile. And I remember there was this crazy play that happened, and I got stuck in the very bottom of the pile. I mean, there were 10 people on top Ugh. of me. And it was okay. Crazily, wackily, it didn't actually matter that I was at the bottom of the pile. I could breathe just fine. Nobody was purposely needling me because they knew that if they were in the bottom, I could do it to them. And... I realized that if I just embraced this monster that I feared so badly, it wasn't nearly as bad. And that's sort of been an ongoing theme of my life. Find the thing I fear the most, try to embrace it, recognize it's going to hurt, and sometimes it'll shove you off. But generally speaking, you'll feel better for having done it. Yeah. So most of the things I fear a lot, I don't like heights at all. I'll get close enough to the edge of a building where I feel my testicles get sucked into the belly. <laughs> I mean, I... I <laughs> but you that's jump- what happens to men. <laughs> exactly. I know. That, um, that pole, he jumped off a telephone pole when we were with Tony oh, Robbins. Yeah, Tony Remember? Robbins forced me to go up on a... We oh, were in Fiji where they has a, he has a little place there. And he, one of his little tricks is he gets you to climb up on a pole. And you, and by were way, you just you physically ill? Yes. He was. You, know, he you, was you, you don't just jump off the pole. You jump up. You come to the top into of the pole. The stand on the top of the pole so oh. there's nothing holding you. They have to jump into a, trample, a trapeze. And you're wearing something to keep they you from dying. They have a little dying. harness on you. It's okay. not a very convincing harness. And it looks like it's going to really hurt <laughs> if you have to use it. And you've got to jump out and catch this little trapeze. And uh, everyone's watching. Back to the issue of having people who are supportive of you. Yeah. And most of them are not yelling cat calls at you yeah. or criticizing. They're saying, listen, we're next. <laughs> yeah. Show us how to do it. Lead yeah. us. Or we just you did were it. Watching you were watching this, do Lisa? It. No, I was next to him on the higher pole. She, yeah. She has no problem, by the way. She's like a little uh, goat <laughs> climbing up there. <laughs> and so you did it. I did it. 
I have video. I'm going to put it up on the air. It'll be on DrOz.com right after this <laughs> podcast. No, look at it on our, on our episode notes. We'll, exactly. We'll, we'll post that. All right, we'll be right back. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before the break, we were talking about my husband overcoming his fears. And you wanted to ask Joe about the most recent time he'd done that, basically, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you, you said that it sort of goes in seven-year cycles, and every seven years you try and pick your head up and really take a look at your life and the direction you're going in. When was the last time you did that? How long do you have until your next one? I should mention the doors are locked here. I'm not, <laughs> I've been trying to get out of this room for 25 minutes. Um about two years ago, I went through a whole process, three years maybe, where I wasn't sure that what I was doing was was changing America in the way. I'm in the change business. I want to change stuff. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not alone. A lot of folks out there listening are, but I know I, I just I think I know how to do it the best with my skill sets. And I thought maybe I'd missed the boat that I, I had shifted or the or the country had shifted in a way that what I had to offer no longer was best suited with the show. And I'm passionate about this program I make. I work so hard on it. We've got a dedicated team of uh, 100 plus people who are uh, equally desirous of of changing the country in the way I feel we can. And I started to look around to see what else we could do differently. Because when we started the program, people couldn't spell quinoa. <laughs> I, remember, I remember putting it up on a big monitor and say, this is it's a Q in quinoa. Or <laughs> kale. Say it with me. Kale. <laughs> so that's not where we are now. No. And so we have to reinvent ourselves the way the country needs to. And so a couple of years ago, we began doing this in a very earnest way and realizing that our brand was trust. My brand is trust. And if you trust what I have to offer you, then you would trust me to take you in areas beyond just spelling quinoa correctly. And it led us to a lot more investigative work, which can be troublesome because when you investigate stuff, people don't like what you're investigating. They don't always like your answers, but sometimes people at least need to be educated with the facts as you see them. Try and be as fair as you can about it yeah. and let people push and shove to find light because that's if you can shine light in all the right places, that's the best way of dealing with pestilence and illness. And we went through that process. It was painful. And I, we ended up changing the show a bit, I think, to make it even more, well, uh, correctly targeted. We're doing, for example, true crime. Yeah. In part because there's forensics issues that come up a lot. People are very curious about how you use DNA to diagnose a problem or what the heck, what is going on psychologically with, uh, you know, a woman who puts 13 of her kids in a prison-like setting. Why would you bother having the kids if you're going to treat them yeah. like that? How, how can this yeah. be? How but can someone's mind? Like- fundamentally, you can't hate up close. Mm. And if you can get people to understand not to, not to explain or defend, but understand what's going down in scenarios where they don't really get it, then all of a sudden that makes them, that helps them make sense of the world. And that's actually what we're trying to do. And then that has really re-stimulated me and I'm passionate about it. And I, no, I, the pledge I make to myself is when, in, when I'm just going to work because I got to go to work, I should change. Because time is not my friend anymore. Mm, right? yeah. Time was my friend when I was 20. Now mm. time is, you know, you're looking at, horizons and you think, well, how many more years can you own the bully pulpit? And and, and it will be a shame to waste it. That's yeah. actually the biggest failure to me is having the opportunity to, to help people and change the right way and not, not using it correctly. That will be a real tragedy. And we see it. Not on purpose. People don't um, you know, mess up because they want to. They mess up because they were unwilling to embrace the challenges in their life. And we should be all cautious of not making that exact same mistake in our lives. You're, yeah. you're talking about change. And one of the things that I think we've seen um, through this podcast is that you need to have some mental resilience to be able to make change. And that is one of the core tenets of Health Corps, our children's um, foundation that we founded oh, about 15 years ago yeah, now. 15 years. Um, can you talk about that a little bit and the whole role that mental resilience plays in health this and is all another, change? Another example of how you have to adjust what you're doing to make sure you stay connected. Again, I'll give that seven-year number again. By the way, I met Lisa. She's exactly the woman I wanted her to be. I mean, a, a, a fifty, five, a fifty-four-year-old yes. middle-aged. When we first praying. met, when she was twenty, and, <laughs> and she still is today. Yeah, and no, no, and then to, from the moment I met her, she was trying to change and improve herself. Now I thought I was the perfect guy. I mean, I, why would I bother? But maybe changing? that's actually what you fell in love with, right? That's no. driving. That change. It's possible. Although I, I just so I, was, I wasn't you know that I wasn't you, that complicated. I was it, very simple. You want to know how you people back. are simple. Haven't changed. You haven't changed telling this story. Yes, but it's true. And wait, I have a question. Guess yes. how I haven't changed? 
How you haven't changed? I haven't changed in that I haven't started to like it or agree with it. <laughs> I haven't stopped asking you not to go down this cliche road. This is the first time she said that today. Oh, <laughs> today. Exactly. But anyway, let me finish the story for the, many, for the millions and millions of people who want to hear the story. Uh, I was perfect. And, <laughs> Just the way you and were. And Lisa wanted to change me from day one. So you have these two opposing factions. And I think that's true in most of the relationships. We find what we want to do. It's perfect for us. And not realizing that we're changing and it is changing uh, or not. And we have to adjust accordingly. And I, and, I, and I struggle with this a lot in health core because health core is about getting, it's like the Peace Corps. So it's a bunch of young, energetic college grads, recent grads who are educated about health and how to teach and then put in the school systems around the country. So they're not in Botswana building dams like the Peace Corps. They're actually in schools being mentors and teaching physical ed. Or They make incredible whatever. changes. We did a story on it in the magazine. Right. They, they touch and I, and I, a huge and I, number and of I young people's the lives. Is, but when Health Corps first started, childhood obesity was a big problem. We needed to get in there and make an adjustment. We have peer-reviewed, published uh, p- papers on just that. We taught kids what to do. Then we showed that they did what they knew to do because we knew kids. Look, that's why advertisers go after kids, right? They know that information, when they get it, will change them. That's why they don't try to educate 50-year-olds. They try to educate 15-year-olds. That's why the tobacco industry goes after young people. The vapors go after them. It's also why, you know, detergent companies go after young people. Um, So we knew that was going to be effective. And then we finally showed that they actually got healthier if they wanted to lose weight. They lost weight because of what health corps was teaching. But I also began to realize that it wasn't so much about the food you're eating or the activity you were doing or not doing. It was really about mental resilience, to Lisa's point. And if you can get people to become tough enough to control what's happening inside their bodies, they'll also have the wisdom and the fortitude to change what's happening outside their bodies, mm. which is why fundamentally health is so important because it's the one place where no one else actually controls it. They may make it harder for you if you live in a food desert. They may make it more difficult if the healthy foods are expensive. But at its very core, the healthiest things you do, you control. And they're generally affordable. And so if you take advantage of that wisdom and recognize that it's, a, it's emblematic of the role you're going to play in the world around you, then you'll act on it. And that's the core of Health Corps. It's actually the core of why I am passionate about health and its spread. But I think it's why most people listening right now to this podcast generally care about their health, and they should even more if they realize that people around them are trying to copy them. If they can be mm-hmm. uh, avatars yeah. for health, if they can you know, carry the banner high, high, even though it's difficult, they'll, they'll shine a light on that serpentine path towards healing. As, as you said, people get healthier when they're around other healthy people. You can be one of those healthy people that has that influence. Resilience with your own kids. A question for both of you. How have you, how have you taught them that? Exactly the same way it's taught in health corps? Or? Spanking usually. Oh, oh stop. Don't, someone's going to quote you now and think that <laughs> Dr. Oz advocates spanking. Are you kidding? Oliver's twice my size now. <laughs> this is true. Me. The, the, the this number is one, true. It used to be for, for 13, 14 years of, of his existence, it was... Then they get off your son. You're going to hurt him. And then literally over one summer, Oliver, get off your father. You're going to hurt him. You're going to hurt him. The wrestling matches, the potentially dangerous wrestling well, matches. Well, that's how I wake him up in the morning. You wrestle him. When Lisa says you wake up, oh, oh, you have to. It's, but how else do you wake children yeah. up? That's how you teach resilience. You just, you Body just jump slam on them. them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so. No, part of it, I think, uh, what we try to do is not that you want your kid to struggle but they need to struggle. And, you know, I always talk about parenting, and I think Mehmet does too. Like, It's like being a bird mother or father. You've got to keep the nest warm and protect them. And then at some point, you've got to push them out and let them push them from not too high a height so right. they don't crash, but let them flap, learn how to flap their wings. So don't overprotect them. The Give best them advice resilience. that yeah. I ever heard. It sounds, it's, 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 
it's something that I think a lot of, of the listeners will remember, is when you give your kids something that you didn't have when you were growing up, you're taking from them something you did have. Hmm. Every difficult event that you experience as a young person that you don't let your kids experience, you don't want to have them have all of them because some of them are really painful, but you are taking away from them something you learn. I'll give a mundane example. I'm Turkish origin, as most people know, and Turkey is about an 11-hour flight from here, direct nonstop flights. When I was a kid, that wasn't the case. We would fly to some European country, and I'd been to every capital in Europe because of this, literally before, you know, the 12 hours that you're waiting in the airport for the next plane to pick you up. Then you go from that airport to Bulgaria or something, and then you take a bus from Sofia, Bulgaria, to Istanbul across a border, and 24 hours later, you'd... So it was like, a, you know, one of those old trips. Yeah. It was, you know, you, you wouldn't go for a week because it took you half a week to get there. Yeah. Painful, horrible, fighting with my parents, my sister, miserable. But I learned a lot. You, you, you did things and saw things you could never imagine. So now when the kids get in, you know, fly, go to JFK and take the 11-hour flight to Turkey, they don't get all that experience. Now, they probably don't want it either. Yeah. I didn't certainly enjoy going through it. But I learned and saw things I could never imagine. Yeah, and yeah. your great-grandfather, Mehmet, said, when we came into Turkey and we went across the Asian steppes on our horses and our <laughs> yep. caravan, yep. it took us four weeks. So, so it's relative. So, so you talked about that nest. Your nest, which was extremely full, four kids, lots of grandkids around. It's a lot emptier now. How are you guys uh, doing? How you doing? Have you noticed, this? honey? I entertain her so well. <laughs> Just be careful. Actually, you know what? They, it's a circle of life. When Daphne, the oldest one, has three grandkids now, yeah. and they fill the house real fast yeah. when they come in. And uh, Oliver just came back from college. Uh, so we've got, we look for different things, having the kids home. I'm not, I don't complain about them messing up their room quite as much, leaving the lights on, because they're not there to do those things. And it yeah. bothers me when they're not there to do those things. Yeah. I just look for ways of giving them a hard time. There's plenty of ways of doing it. I have to say, I have a 16 and 18 year old. So my daughter's going to go to college in the fall. And one of the things that has helped, it really started as soon as we were in the horrible, you know, SAT process. And, you know, as soon as that college process started, I thought to myself, all these things that are driving me crazy about the kids, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. I'm going to miss it when they're yeah. not there, when, they're, when I'm not wandering around the house, muttering under my breath, turning off their lights, tripping over their backpacks. I'm going to miss it. <laughs> so you're missing it a little bit, huh? You do, but yeah. you know what? It's, uh, it's that U-turn you're speaking about. The U-turns always take you back where you came from. They just, you just call it turn. I guess it misses the U part, doesn't it? It does. The U, the Y-O-U is very important. Mehmet, right. thank you so I'm gonna much I'm going to give you guys for grades. joining us. Yeah, um, we do. Yes, so um, there's a three <laughs> levels of no. Yes, you guys are great. I, was, I know you would be. So this guy, Mehmet Oz, you can find him. He has a show called The Dr. Oz Show. You can find that. <laughs> he has his own podcast now, too. And a podcast. And thedrozshow.com is full of fascinating content. Yes, tell us your change stories at U-Turns Podcast. See you next time. Turn.
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.